Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you Back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN, and joining me now is Jeff Calkins. He is the columnist of the Daily Memphian, also host of Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, it's a good day. It's a good day. I, I, I don't have a lot of complaints about uh, the, the news of the day. $50 million given as a gift to the University of Memphis uh, in the Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium project from Fred Smith. Looks like the University of Memphis is going to cough up another $50 million. I do have questions about them raising that money. But then the $120 million allocation from the state funding. We have clarity. That's that's big. But we also have a gift that has made this whole uh, conversation a whole lot easier. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think, you know, as, as, as we've talked about, everyone was sort of at an impasse on this. When you're dividing up $350 million, um, seems like a lot of money, but... Um, every dollar that can go one place can't go to another place. So it seemed like, you know, this this debate or fight or whatever it was was going to go on into the next administration. And there are parts, by the way, that will go on to the next administration, it feels like. But so into this impasse steps uh, Fred Smith and family, and uh, they produce $50 million, which moves the whole thing along because what it does, it allows – some of the money from the earlier projections um, to be um, to be directed towards the FedEx Forum project, and then it remains to be seen where negotiations are with the Grizzlies. But at the very least, Jason Wexler, president of the Grizzlies, um, released a comment which said that they um, approve of this expenditure of 120 million and they're not standing in the way of that. And so, as you said, 120 million, um, from the state and then 50 million from Fred and hopefully another 50 million to be raised. And all of a sudden you've got a $220 million Liberty bowl project that can, they can begin. And by the way, at least according to the terms of the proposal, um, ownership of the, or at least control of the Liberty Bowl will be shifted to the Memphis Tigers, which 
I think, maybe a burden to them in the long haul, but we'll make yeah. for a better fan experience. Yeah, and it just seems like, man, like Fred Smith, I, I don't think we can say enough good things about what he does for the city. If, if something big needs to happen, he seems to step up every single time. Well, it's almost impossible to imagine uh, where where Memphis would be without FedEx and without, um, you know, first of all, the the talent and the and the uh, and and all the economic activity that they bring to the city, but then sure, on top of that, the way they get behind uh, projects that matter. If we go way back to when the Grizzlies came to town, uh, I literally wrote a column back then about how one of the big advantages that Memphis had over Louisville was that Memphis had FedEx and David Stern wanted to be involved with FedEx. And if you're, if you're, if you're comparing FedEx and yum, which was their big corporate sponsor, it wasn't much of a contest. Michael Heisley talked about it openly. And so then whether it's, you know, whether it's the technology center at the university of Memphis or whether it's the golf tournament or whether it's the zoo or whether like on and on and on, um, the ways in which FedEx steps up and, supports this community um and now they've they've very clearly done it again with another and this isn't fedex this is fred yes slightly exactly. distinction here fed and his family um but it obviously is what has created momentum again for these projects and so no you can't i mean it, it almost it almost seems cliche to say it at this point how important he is but i think moments like that, it's worth stopping and, and saying it anyway. And I do find it interesting, like you see the the quotes in, in Sam Hardiman's story over the Daily Memphian and, and sort of talking about Richard Smith, who actually gave comment for that story. They were in the same boat as us when we were, we were talking about, you know, the $350 million in state funding, how you, you, you can't handle both of these things that way. They were tired of the either-or conversation, and that's why they stepped up. They were just – they were in the same boat. They just had something right. that they could do about it, and that that's – that's man, I, I, you, you just can't give enough praise. You cannot because uh, just to see them in that same mindset and knowing they could do something about it and stepping up to do something about it, that is, that is something that, you know, I think largely – most of us here that, that that appreciate sports and appreciate the city of Memphis will be indebted to that family for a long time. Yeah, no question about that. And um, um, and I think it was. I mean, it, it was the nature of the, you know, the nature of the way this was set up. It was always going to be either or, just because the state. If the state had said, "Listen, Grizzlies, <laughs> you get two hundred thirty million, Tigers, you get one hundred twenty million," then it wouldn't have been either yes, or. Yes, clarity. So said the state said. Here's 350. You figure it out, and so it set everybody up, and you know, to be pitted against each other, and no one wanted that. You know, the Grizzlies didn't want to be pitted against the Tigers. I mean, some, someone wrote to me today and said the Grizzlies didn't have any role in this, and no, you're wrong. Um, the, the mayor, the mayor said this explicitly. Had the Grizzlies not approved of this. Right. Um, this this grant of 120 million dollars to the Tigers, it would not have happened. <laughs> it would like the, the mayor literally said it, um, and so this required the Grizzlies being good citizens um, as well and saying yes, we are signing off on this. Had they not signed on off on this, it wouldn't have happened. And a little weird, like why did the Grizzlies have power? Well, it's because the way it was set up originally, which yep. was kind of awkward for everybody involved. Now, you know, there's two things that remain. One is, as you pointed out, not easy for the University of Memphis to raise 50 million bucks. 
And so um, if they want a $200 million, $220 million project, they have to go out and get $50 million in matching funds, which is as much money or more money than they've ever raised for anything ever. So that will be a challenge, it seems to me. And then, you know, all along, my stance in this has been, I think it's crazy to go ahead and do one project if you don't know that there's enough money for both. Because once you give the money uh, to one, it's not available to the other. And sure enough, that's what they're doing. They're going ahead and they're going to go ahead with the, if it's approved by the city council, if they're going to go ahead with the, the football project and the Grizzly project isn't done. The only thing that gives me some reassurance and the reason I sort of was more approving in my column that I wrote over at the Daily Mansion was simply because Jason Wexler, you know, given an opportunity to weigh in on this uh, with the Grizzlies, said, fine, go ahead. And so um, I think that changes the dynamic to some extent. But it does, we are still in a place where that deal is not done. And in a perfect world, what we'd really be celebrating today was if there was some deal was, okay, here's the Tigers deal and here's the Grizzlies deal and here's how we're, find, here we're funding both. And that is not happening. And that means that real hard work has to be done on the Grizzlies deal. And as far as if you look at Sam Hardiman's math, he thinks that right now that deal is 140 to $200 million, somewhere in there, short. Yep. So there's some peril still here. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not like it's over, it's done, it's happy day. It feels like there's positive momentum. And very clearly from the University of Memphis perspective, it's a very happy day. Um, from the Grizzlies perspective, I think there's a commitment to getting it done. Um, I think, honestly, that from the Smith family, they see this as a way not just of getting the the Tigers one done, but also the Grizzlies one done, but that still has to be done. And it's easy to say, Oh, they'll find 150 million or whatever it is, (laughs) but that kind of money isn't just laying around. And if you look at the funding streams that have been suggested, some of them are from a bump in a hotel motel tax, which was literally last year voted down. So it's, it will, there will be, my prediction is twofold. My prediction is, this will ultimately all work out. And my other prediction is there will be some fractious moments, some difficult moments, some moment of, oh, what the hell are we going to do between now and when it does work out. Now, considering what the, the what it could have been, you know, just everybody at odds with each other and you split up the money and no one gets what they want, it does kind of feel, and I don't know how you feel about this, it does kind of feel like this is almost best-case scenario, somebody gifting money and, and making something happen for the University of Memphis. I, I understand that the Grizzlies are it's still a little bit short, but it feels pretty close to best-case scenario considering what the alternative could have been. I think I would characterize it as it's a good day, it's a good development, and it's a moving towards the goal. Best-case scenario to me would be... Everybody gets what they want. Is, is, right. is having a deal today, having... Like, what they did is, is they... I think I agree with that, but when you think about the alternative... In committee... Yes, but you asked me what best-case scenario right, is. Right, 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 best right, right. Best-case scenario is, is both deals... In fact, I not only is best-case scenario both deals getting done, I think probably when the mayor went and found the $350 million, he thought both deals would be done. He thought that on a day like today... 
this was presented in committee to the city council today. You know, in a best case scenario, you would be presenting, okay, here's how we're funding one deal, and here's how we're funding the other deal. And instead, what we have is here, how's we're funding one deal. Now, given where we were, um, this is much better than that, and this is real progress, and I think it is a very good day. But there is a, there is a better case, and the better case would be that the Grizzlies deal is also done. Instead, that's pretty clearly going to slide into the next um, mayoral administration. But my, you know, my my clear suspicion is is that 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 will that will ultimately that will too ultimately get done, and we'll probably have another day like this when we see how that deal is going to get done and that deal is announced, et cetera. But I just want to be clear: it's not done yet. That's yeah, all. yeah. Now, um, what did you think? We had Chairman Martavius Jones of the City Council saying he vehemently opposes gifting the stadium. I think most everybody on the City Council vehemently opposes his thoughts on that. But what did you think about that? And do you think, I mean, ultimately it feels like that's going to go through and be fine and the, and the university will be gifted the stadium, correct? Yeah, my sense, and again, I don't, I'm not the person who, who uh, has a, my thumb on the, uh, you know, my finger on the pulse of, of city council. Uh, Sam Hardiman, who, who does much more than I do, um, didn't think that that, would, that sentiment would, would ultimately necessarily carry the day. I think the, I think the the larger question, really, and it is interesting, is um, how this will all work. Because it sounds like, you know, if you just view this from the outside, you think, oh, what a great thing! The university is getting the gift of this stadium. That's good for the university, right? Yeah. And there are definitely city officials I've t- talked to before. Um, for years who've said, if we could give this to the university and get this off of our hands, we'd love it. Nothing better. <laughs> right. Here's a tease. Because it's a money pit. Like, it's expensive to run. It's expensive to operate. It's like when the, when the Grizzlies were given control of FedEx Forum by the city, that was considered a win for the city. So if the city can offload the responsibility of paying for the upkeep and security and everything else of a stadium – that is a win for the city. Now, from the from the um, Tigers' perspective, and you can read Sam as another piece up recently, um, where he sort of goes into this. Um, the university seems to be embracing it, and there is potential here. Um, the potential is, all right, maybe they'll be able to maximize revenue streams or whatever yeah. else. But but the, the real win. Um, is for the fans because um, at least you know as long as as long as we have had this this divide in responsibility. Okay, the Tigers play there, but the city owns it. If something goes wrong or something doesn't up, kept up properly or whatever else, it always ended up like people were pointing at each other. You know, like yeah. well, it's not our it's not our building. What do you expect us to do? And then the the city would say, well, we, you know, we don't play here. We, we didn't know or whatever. And so for there to be one um, entity that is responsible for the entire proceed, you know, the entire facility, I do think it'll ultimately be a better fan experience, but I don't think it's, it's without financial risk for the university. I think there is real financial downside for the university of taking on the responsibility of paying for upkeep because even 
even a even a newly restored stadium, which this will hopefully be, is going to be expensive. And so I'll be interesting to me. A lot of the devil is in the details there. Yep. Like how exactly would this work? I, so I don't I don't particularly put much stock in Martavius's Jones's objections to it. I actually am just really interested in seeing the details here to see. You know, like, for example, who's going to get the parking money? Like, what happens with right. parking money? Who's going? So the, so the Liberty Bowl plays there, the game, and the Southern Heritage Classic play there, the game. Are they now leasing from the university instead of from the city? What if the university wanted to raise their fee? Could the university raise? Like, how exactly is this going to work with the, with the university running um, the stadium? The university actually got an incredible sweetheart deal to play in the stadium and didn't have any of the expenses of upkeep. And so it's been, at least from a financial perspective, a boon for them. And I think this will be a challenge, and they're going to have to be able to figure out how to, rec- you know, how to maximize all the revenue streams in order to make it work. Yeah, like what, 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 what are the ideas there? You know what I mean to maximize the revenue oh, streams, right? Just yeah, I don't. I, 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 now, now you're getting events and uh, just as many <laughs> events as know. possible in the stadium. No, I think. I think a lot of it's advertising and, you know, and that sort of stuff, marketing and using all the various spaces that they'll have and, and whatnot. To, I, I, but I don't know. Like that, that this is, that is That's not above your pay grade. Expertise. Yeah. This is no. above my pay grade. No. All I know is, is that in other, for years now, people have wondered what would happen if the university actually owned it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And... The truth is the university has never wanted to own it, at least as far as I can tell. And the city, you know, has always been delighted to, you know, think that they might, you know, offload this albatross of an expense on someone else. And so I'm just fascinated to see. I think, um, you know, Sam Hardiman talked to President Bill Hudgrave, and I think I saw these comments were up already in our stories. People can read about it in the Elementian. I think Bill said, you know, we're hoping we can break even on the stadium and, and have it be a better fan experience. But I don't think there's, they're under any illusions that they would actually make money from running the stadium. I think they just think, listen, this is the, the more professional way to do it in a way we can guarantee that it's first class because let's be honest, it has not always been first class. Yeah. Now, last thing for Jeff Calkins on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. No, you know, you're very busy and you have to get some things done, but, uh, when you look at sort of conference realignment and, and what this could mean, I, I, I get that. Like I, I feel like seeing Fred Smith and the amount of generosity he shows within the, within the city and 
um, the corporations that are in this city with FedEx and Fred Smith and Pitt Hyde and Autos on the whole thing. It feels like that should mean something to other conferences, but I, I am of the opinion um, if it, if it if it meant if it meant as much as it should, it would have meant something already. When he tried to get, sort of sponsor the Big Twelve and get the Tigers in the Big Twelve, it would have meant something then. Uh, yeah, it would have meant something then, but it no, feels like that's sort of lost at this point. I don't know though. I mean, it, it feels like it should mean something to other conferences that may have interest in Memphis. Well, what you hope is that there's you know, further activity down the road. And, and if you have a first class facility that will help the cause. And it, yes, the, I have always thought that people underestimate the level of commitment that Memphians have and interest that Memphians have and passion that Memphians have for, um, for the university of Memphis. So I'm not like, obviously, as we look around right now, there is no expansion opportunity there for the University of Memphis. And I think there's a reasonable argument. I mean, I've heard people say, why exactly are we spending $220 million to get into a conference when we're never going to get into a better conference? Like, I've heard that. I've heard that. And that yeah. may, be how it, may be how it works out. It may be that the only thing you get from uh, this $220 million is a better stadium and a better fan experience in a group of, for a group of five teams. That's possible. But if you don't do it, you are guaranteeing, um, you know, I think one of the very clear uh, marks against you has been your facilities and particularly your football stadium. And so by upgrading, um, you are taking away, you know, one of those, one of those marks against you. And you hope that sometime in the future, um, you know, there will be another opportunity. Yep. No question. Well, I'll let you get to it. Appreciate it, Jeff. See you again. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X daily Memphian. Uh, columnist, follow all of his work there at dailymemphian.com and follow all of his radio work 9 to 11 with the Jeff Calkin Show right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Now, Oxbow's a family-owned and operated retail store that has been making waves in Memphis, East Memphis, for over a decade. Two-story storefront sits conveniently on 964 June Road, off Poplar on June Road, behind the Amico Station. You're going to love what you see when you show up. They have a friendly, kind staff that will show you in the direction of whatever you need. And for you men out there, I think it's very important if you want to look styling when you show up to a Tigers game or show up to any game that you're a fan of. Grizzlies, it could be Tennessee, it could be Arkansas, it could be Alabama. Go to Oxbow and take advantage of their great game day gear. They have genteel polos for all, what uh, everything I just named. Uh, for, you, for you Memphis fans out there, go take advantage of the Memphis Pouncer Polo Collection by Gentile. I have mine. You're going to love it. 964 June Road is where you can find them. Off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station. And what they always do, and, and I'll keep you abreast of all the happenings, they, they do try to have events at the store. You know, uh, whether it's small business Saturday, small business weekends where you show up and they have deals. Uh, they have events in general with uh, players from around uh, the area. They had a NIL event on November 2nd with Javon Quinterly. And uh, Malcolm Dandridge, uh, David Roddy may, may, may be making an appearance relatively soon from the Grizzlies. They try to take care of you, and they try to, to make it fun to show up to 964 June Road, off Poplar on June Road, behind the Amico Station. But if you're looking for other brands that we're, that we're talking about, I mentioned Gentile. They have Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Mizzen, and Maine. They have Hunting and Outdoor Essentials. They have Vintage Vinyl for you music lovers. They have sports memorabilia for you diehard sports fans that you can take advantage of going into the holidays Make sure that you get over there. You're, you're absolutely going to love it. I can promise you that. And you can go online. You're going to love that as well. Shopboxbow.com 
is uh, where you go for their online store. And when you go to check out, you're going to love the fact that I give you a, a discount. Use my promo code, The Gabe Show, when you check out at shopboxpo.com. The Gabe Show, all caps, no spaces, The Gabe Show. And you'll get 20% you're off your online order at shopboxpo.com. But regardless, make sure you shop local. Shop Oxbow. Now it's time to take a trip around the National Football League. That is next, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back into the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. The Philadelphia Eagles. How about that 9-1 and and a win over the Chiefs at the Chiefs place, 21-17, where the Chiefs, Quite frankly, should have scored a touchdown to go up, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling couldn't catch a ball. But this is what I had to say about that. I understand that you're supposed to go catch that ball, and Patrick Mahomes put it in a good spot, but this is why the Chiefs have struggled, right? This is why the Chiefs offensively, um, I think it's, what, the, the second half and three straight games, they have, uh, they have not scored a point in the second half and three straight games. Because wide receivers, they thought they were cocky enough, they were arrogant enough to let Travis Kelsey do all that, they haven't found a wide receiver worth his salt in a while. They're de- depending on Sky Moore and Justin Watson and Rasheed Rice as a rookie. Just not enough. But the Eagles, 9-1, and one, and something strange has happened, and I don't quite get it. Um, I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's a great player, and he deserves everything coming to him. He's got a great uh, contract, and he is a great leader, and he got them to the Super Bowl last year, and he's exceeded all expectations he's got into the league. Why the hell is he the MVP favorite, though? Why is he the MVP favorite? DraftKings put him as a favorite today at plus 150. Does that make any real sense in reality right this second? Because it doesn't to me. I understand his team's good, but Jalen Hurts has not played that well. That Eagles team's been playing with fire all year. All year. It's unbelievable. But I guess there's no other obvious candidate out there right now. Lamar Jackson's stats aren't quite there. Patrick Mahomes' stats aren't quite there. Josh Allen's stats aren't quite there. I mean, if we were talking Russell Wilson, his stats are quite frankly there, but we know he's not going to get it. I, I don't get why Jalen Hurts is the, uh, the the MVP frontrunner, but he is at this point. But also on that game last night, uh, this is just coming out via ESPN. Uh, monster numbers last night for Monday Night Football. 28.9 million viewers. It makes it the most watched Monday Night Football game in over 25 years and easily the most watched NFL game this season. Not surprised by any stretch of the imagination. You have the Kelsey brothers. You have two of the best teams, the two best teams uh, in the NFL, arguably. It's a Super Bowl rematch, Taylor Swift and all that stuff with the Kelseys. So there's all that, but heck of a heck of a heck of a showing for Monday Night Football, no question. The Carolina Panthers. Um, Frank Reich, <laughs> after 10 games, he's on the hot seat in like a big way. And I, it's it's not surprising. He takes over the Panthers' job, gets Bryce Young number one overall. I don't think that O-line's good. I don't think their defense is good. I don't think they have weapons on the outside because they traded D.J. Moore to the Bears to go get the number one overall pick. But they're one and nine. He's been in and out of calling plays. This is amazing because I think the, the overarching sentiment around him when he was with the Colts is that the Colts weren't getting him a quarterback. They tried to go all down the veteran route too many times. Um, Andrew Luck really put him in a bad spot. But I think we're learning on the back end. We gave Frank Reich... Far too much credit. 
far too much credit. Colts are actually pretty decent right now, even though they have not had Anthony Richardson and he's out for the year. They're at least pacing themselves a little bit better than when Frank Reich was there. And you look at him with the Panthers and a good quarterback, I think, in Bryce Young that is sort of a, a – uh, his situation has caused him a lot of strife and a lot of uh, you know negativity, um, but he's not doing anything with that team, anything of value. So I, I I wouldn't be surprised if after one year or maybe after the next couple games, if they have a couple of bad showings, if Frank Reich is already out in Carolina. And I, quite frankly, never thought that'd be the case. I thought Frank Reich would be fine in Carolina. They'd give him some time, but he's not making good calls. He's handed off the responsibility of offensive play calling to his his OC several different times this year. He's taken it back. He just doesn't have a hold on what's going on, and it could be um, the death of his employment in Carolina. The Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, now speaking of death of employment, (laughs) Matt Canada is finally done with the Steelers. No more fire Canada chants from the Steelers and Pittsburgh crowds. I'm actually happy about it because, quite frankly, I think he's been holding them back in a big way. The guy loves freaking end rounds. He has no idea what he's doing with that offense. Uh, he's not innovative. He thinks he's innovative. And Mike Tomlin has stood by him for far too long, like far too long. And it's finally a new day in Pittsburgh. They have played 10 games. They're 6-4. and four. They're right in the mix. They're, they're a playoff team as of right this second. And they've been outgained by every single team on their schedule. And they've won six games. Now, that's impressive in itself, but at some point you have to realize, hey, what if we had a good offense? What if we had an offensive coordinator worth his salt that we could actually rely on game to game? What if we outgained other teams? Maybe we'd win more games. Maybe we could be a good playoff contender. I think they realized that finally and said enough is enough. We need somebody else in here. You're not getting across to Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's not making things happen. We feel like we've we've improved this offensive line. We feel like the run game's going better now with Jalen Warren sort of taking, um, taking a majority of the carries. We need someone new in here to be more innovative, to get this team going in the right direction. But this is interesting. This is their first in-season coaching change since 1941. So... If you're looking at Matt Canada, he made history in a really bad way. He made some history for that Steelers organization by being the first in-season firing in the Steelers franchise since 1941. The Indianapolis Colts. Um, Shaq Leonard, this is crazy. Uh, formerly known as, um, uh, what was his name before? Well, you see, I've already lost it, right? I've already lost it. This is unbelievable. Shaq Leonard, who decided to go by Shaq at the beginning of this year. We're going to have to you look it up for me real quick. I, I don't know why I'm losing. Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard is what he was called before. But he's been released by the Colts after getting in 2021 a five-year, $98 million contract to be one of the best inside linebackers in the league, and he's fallen off. Um, so it seems that Gus Bradley, their defensive coordinator, said, hey, dude, you're going to you're gonna have to get benched. You're not going to get as many snaps. And this is a guy who's led the uh, league in tackles multiple different times, but he's just, I think, a, a – I think he has not been helped by the fact that the life of an inside linebacker in the National Football League is just very tough. You get worn down, you get injuries, and you just cannot recover the same way you did early in your career. Um, and we're getting down the road with him. We'll see if he can get picked up. But if he gets picked up and he and he gets claimed off waivers, whoever is on the hook for that contract, I do not feel good for. 
6.3 million owed for the rest of this year, 6.1 guaranteed. Then they'd have to pay 16 million next year, 19 million in 2025, 19 million in 2026. I don't think he'll get claimed off waivers. He may get signed after he clears waivers. Um, but it's kind of sad. I saw that uh, Jim Ursay, their owner, went to uh, Twitter to put Colts Nation will always remember the maniacs. That's what they call him. Palpable energy on the field with each tackle, interception, punch out, and fumble recovery. Off the field, he's a servant, leader, and assisted numerous families in both his hometown and Indianapolis community. We're thankful for Shaq and the contributions he made to our organizations. We wish him and his beautiful family the best moving forward. I do, too, because I saw today, after he got released, he was still on the streets of Indianapolis handing out turkeys for the Thanksgiving holiday. He is a class act, and I hope he lands on his feet somewhere. The Los Angeles Rams. All right, now, Kyron Williams has uh, cleared... Um, and it looks like he's going to come back for the Los Angeles Rams to play running back. And he was really good. If you had him in fantasy, you know that. And he got a, a load of the carries. But when he was out, when he was on IR, Daryl Henderson Jr., former Memphis Tiger, one of my former teammates, got signed and had a couple of decent weeks and, and got a little bit of carries, uh, got a few carries. But they waived him today. They immediately cut him when Kyron Williams comes back, came back. And it's kind of sad because it feels like the Rams are the only team that is consistently trying to go out there and sign him. I hope that somebody else sees the talent in him. And tries to bring him in because I think there's still plenty to unlock. He's in his mid-20s. He's not old. He can still run the ball. He can still give you good years. He's not been injured. So I hope he gets brought in by somebody. But the Rams have waived him because Kyron Williams is going to return to the lineup. Now, this year, FanDuel's got something you'll really be thankful for. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. You could take the biggest of favorites and you still, if you win, you get $150. That's $150 if your team wins. With so many games going on, Thanksgiving is a perfect time to join. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That's my promo code, G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K. And fill up your plate with parlays and player props all weekend long. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Now small talk is on the way. Make sure you stick around right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services. Reputable service available seven days a week. Uh, Now, early season college basketball is underway, and it's always the greatest. Um, A lot of teams aren't ready. And and that includes Long Island University and and their head coach, Rod Strickland. There's a, a report coming out right now. Now, a game is supposed to start at 6, but Rod Strickland is not there. Um, He's stuck in New York City traffic. So they're delaying the game 15 minutes. Long Island versus Columbia, New York City. That is just beautiful. That is, I mean, come on. That is fantastic. They don't even delay, like, peewee games. They don't delay kids' games for somebody being stuck in traffic. But Rod Strickland is stuck in traffic. So uh, if you want to enjoy that game, you're going to have to wait 15 minutes. How is he stuck in traffic? I don't know. And why don't you, you have pre-game responsibilities? Why are you not on site? Yeah, that's my, that's my question. question. <laughs> Did he have something else going on? I had court today. You know, he had court. He must have had something else He had else to pay some on. fines. He had three traffic tickets he had to go take care of. So maybe that's what maybe that's what it is. But he's stuck in New York City traffic. So uh, he's going to be late to his uh, his game. That's seems unprofessional to me. Seems unprofessional. And if I know anything about uh, high-level Division One athletics, 
usually you're on on site, you know, hours before the game, and you're talking about game plan and going to shoot around. But I guess Rod Strickland did not feel that was necessary today, and he got on the road a little bit too late. Um, now, also last night we had Louisville versus Indiana. And uh, Indiana, of course, got over top. We know about Kenny Payne at Louisville and how bad it's gone from. He only won one game in the ACC last year. I think they won four games altogether. So it's been horrible. Now, I don't know what to think at this point. I, I almost I asked the question, does he want to lose his job? Um, now, people will say, of course he doesn't want to lose his job. He's got his dream job. He's at Louisville. He went there. Everybody loves him there. Maybe not so much now because of how much he, losing he's done in just a year in some games. But last night he stepped up to the podium, and they had a really decent showing, I think, against Indiana comparatively to what we saw last year. Um, but when he was asked about Mike Woodson switching to a zone, all he had to say was, Mike Woodson tricked me. That's why we lost the game. Mike Woodson tricked me when he switched to zone. He tricked you? A 2-3 zone threw you off your game that much that all you have to say is he tricked me. Does he want to lose his job? Like, is the pressure getting to him to this point where it's like, I don't even care to have this job anymore. The pressure's too much. Let me just make it very abundantly clear. I have no earthly idea what I'm doing in coaching this Louisville basketball team. Because that's what that tells me. You're not prepared for a 2-3 zone. What's up with How the Kentucky schools work? not being ready for the zone this I don't year know. with college basketball? I, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, because that was uh, John Cal Calipari saying, in an exhibition game. Please don't game. run a zone. What was that, Kentucky State? <laughs> yeah. Don't run a zone. We're not, we haven't don't, practiced We're not yet. ready for it. It, it was like four days before the season. It's, <laughs> it's as if the, the players saw and they were like, we've never, we've never seen we this. We have before. no idea what we're <laughs> we doing. Have, I, I have no memory of this place. <laughs> yes, but he tricked me. He tricked me. Just, I mean, at some point, do you just say, let's rip off the Band-Aid? Let's just get, are they going to wait another year for him to win another three games? Like, why? Why wouldn't why? every school run a zone now? <laughs> you, can tri- you can trick Louisville. You can trick them if you run a 2-3 zone. It's not that complicated, I guess. Doesn't seem like a hard game plan. No. Yeah. I, I think everybody on the on the schedule, too, watched that presser and say, he tricked me. Mike Woodson tricked me. And I think Indiana fans aren't even that enthused with Mike Woodson, although he's done a decent job. What happens when they play Kentucky on the 21st? They just <laughs> both run zone and just confuse each other. Yeah. It's just everybody freezes. The worst Nobody college moves. basketball game played of all time because <laughs> they don't know how to beat a 2-3 zone. Maybe, maybe that's what we'll see. And final thing, this leads me into a little bit of Major League Baseball. No, I'm a Cardinals fan. And you know my plight. What's my plight, Connor, with the Cardinals? They don't spend money, but what do they not spend money on? Is it is it is it fielding, pitching, hitting? I think it's pitching, right? I, I've, I've I've talked about that at length, right? Right. I need I need an affirmation. Is it a yes? Yes. I think absolutely. They don't spend money on pitching. So you go into this off season. There's all these rumors. There's always been rumors about Max Scherzer. He went to Parkway Central High School out in Chesterfield, Missouri. Hey. We want Max Scherzer. Maybe Max Scherzer's out there for the taking. You go get him. That's never happened. That's never come to fruition. Uh, There's other guys on the open market that are big names that you could go get, you could spend money on, and go make something happen. What the Cardinals did, though, they've signed two pitchers in two days. Two pitchers in two days. Both on one-year deals. They decided to go get Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson. Not bad. Don't get it twisted. Not, 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 Not bad. But at the end of the day, when we've been talking about Max Scherzer and going and getting these 
premier pitching options and going and finding different guys to go make something happen. Having a pitcher on the mound that someone is actually scared to face. This doesn't do a damn thing for me, man. They spent $22 million between Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson on one-year deals, and they expect Cardinals fans to be happy. I'm sick of it. I am done with it. so spoiled, I'm sick of it, man. They went out and got good players. They're good players. Okay. Lance Land did not have a good year this year by any stretch of the imagination. And they're both in their mid-30s at this point. You don't get where it's annoying after a while. You get used to winning World Series, and then you get used to spending money. You get used to finding different guys, big names, and all they can muster up is the – the courage to go get Kyle God, Gibson so and Lance Lynn. You spoiled I hope they're good. Fan. I hope they make something happen. I'm going to remember this conversation. But my hopes are not all that high. Well, you can remember this conversation. I still think they'll win the NL Central coming up next year. <laughs> they'll probably rebound, but good God, man. It's just getting annoying at this point. Now let's go ahead and get to Christian Fowler. He's going to be next right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. There's nothing like tailgating, touchdowns, and Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Twisted Tea goes down smooth and tastes like real iced tea because it's made with real brewed tea. Cool, refreshing, and a 5% kick of alcohol. Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Look for the bright yellow cans wherever you buy beer. Keep it twisted. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Please drink responsibly. Hey, Danny, did you know we got the Black Friday sale going on at Robert Irwin Jewelers? Are you kidding me? I've heard it over and over. Well, sorry, but <laughs> guess what? I want everybody to participate in the sale. It's a great sale. It's the one time of year that you can get a great gift with purchase. So you're going to get something for her, and you can get something for yourself, too. I understand why you're excited. You want to make sure everyone knows about the Black Friday sale going on at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Did I tell you it's going on right now? It is going on. Free financing, bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices, Robert Irwin Jewelers. Five locations or online at rijewelers.com. Have you heard? The Xfinity Mobile Black Friday sale is on now. Don't miss out on a free line of Unlimited for two years when you switch to Xfinity Internet. That's over $1,000 in savings. Plus, see how to get up to $800 off an eligible 5G phone. Join the millions who have switched to one of the fastest-growing mobile services. Now through December 5th, new customers can get a free line of unlimited intro mobile for two years with Xfinity Fast Internet. Plus, see how you can save even more with up to $800 off the latest 5G phones. It's your chance to get connected to the fastest mobile service with 5G cellular and millions of Wi-Fi hotspots. This offer won't last. Go to Xfinity.com slash Black Friday sale, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra and subject to change. After promo, regular rates apply to service and devices. Actual internet speeds vary. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced mobile speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage. Data thresholds may vary. Wendy's new breakfast two for $3 Biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Yeah, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two for $3 Biggie bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price of participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. Amazon's got the best deals on Black Friday. Oh, the best deals are on Cyber Monday. Friday comes first when it comes to sale. 
highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.